Welcome to the Junk Refund Show, hosted by Alan J. Cook, founder of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. Have you ever paid those expensive junk removal companies to take away some of your stuff? Only to say to yourself, as a truck drives off down the street, some of that stuff wasn't junk. Did they try to sell it for you and give you some money back? No. Well, now there is a company that can do just that. Listen to our weekly junk refund show on BBS Radio TV to learn how one lady spent $375 on junk removal and got $3,200 back. 1-800-JUNK-REFUND represents the next generation of junk removal. Learn how to not only save your money on junk removal, but how to get some money coming back. Plus, purchase one of our radio vouchers during the show to save even more on your junk removal. Let's get the junk out of your home and out of your life. Now, with your host, Alan J. Cook. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to my favorite time of the week, which is Thursday afternoons at 3 o'clock Eastern time because I get to come on bbsradio.com, talk to my buddy Don, who's our producer, and who founded, with his brother Doug, founded bbsradio.com and TV, by the way. Um, and uh, we really appreciate all the, the great job that they do each week and hosting our show and spreading the word through the podcast and other things that happens afterwards. They just do a terrific job. I can't uh, sing their praises enough, and uh, we're honored to be on their network. And we, this is called the Junk Refund Show. I run a junk removal business in Washington, D.C. that now has more of a national presence and I see all kinds of things as I do this, and it takes me around the country. Um, recently, on a side note, uh, it was kind of on a religious note, actually, I, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we have these wonderful temples, not just church buildings, but temples all over the world, 320 or something of them, that about half of them are under construction and being announced and whatever. But we have about, I don't know, 85 or 90 of those in the United States, and when I want to go out and get a little spiritual charge, I go spend a couple of hours in one of these temples. And I, my goal starting five years, five, well, seven years ago, I guess now, was to go to these two, twice a month to just go to one of these temples and ideally to make it different temples. And I found after seven years with two years off because of COVID when they were all closed, that about a month ago, there were only two in the United States out of the 90 or so that we have that I had not been to, and one of those was in Moses Lake, Washington. Moses Lake, Washington is about 170 miles east of Seattle. I fly cheap on Frontier Airlines. I booked a $74 round-trip ticket to Seattle from Washington, D.C. I landed in Seattle, rented a car. They upgraded me from Fox Rental Car. Quick shout-out to them. They put me in a Dodge Charger, and those suckers go 140 miles an hour. And I took off east for three hours to go to the Moses Lake Washington Temple. Now, with me on the phone right now, which I'm thrilled to have, is my buddy Luis Bayana Torres, who is the manager of Les Schwab Tire, the south location in Moses Lake Washington. Luis, can you hear us okay? We can hear you just fine there, Alan. And and I am thrilled to have him take the time to be on here. You're thinking, well, what does he have to do with, you know, going on a spiritual journey? Everything is the answer to that question. And the bottom line is that I stayed at a hotel, uh, let's say Monday night when I was there, and I parked in the last parking spot of a row of parking spots at the hotel so that on the outside the passenger door is a cement curb because it's the end of the parking lot. When I went out the next morning to back up and drive just a couple of miles to the Moses Lake Washington Temple, I forgot that I was next to the curb on the passenger side of this hot Dodge Charger. So I turned the wheel to the left, 
started to back out. The tire rubs up against and stops against the curb. And I went, oh, wrong direction, can't go that way. So I corrected it and went the other way. When I pulled in the parking lot of the temple about 10 minutes later, I noticed that hanging down from the front bumper was about a three-foot-long section, about two inches high, of, of what appeared to be rubber, and there was some duct tape attached to that section, which tells me that this little piece had fallen out before and somebody had tried to repair it. After I'm at the temple, I'm headed 170 miles back to Seattle, trying to keep it you know, within the speed limit when I know this car will do twice the speed limit, but I don't want to turn this car in with a piece hanging down from the front bumper. I could get, you know, an email a couple of days later that says, hey, we charged you an extra $500 to repair the front bumper, and that's what I'm trying to avoid. So I am looking in Moses Lake for a gas station that's got a work bay that's open that I can go find somebody who maybe I can pay him 20 bucks to duct tape this thing back up where it was before and fix the problem. So there's the background to the story. And as I drive a couple of blocks around town, not really knowing, you know, what's there in town, I pass one gas station, no service bay. I pass another gas station, no service bay. I then see Les Schwab Tire with, I think, six or seven service bays open, people there, and I pull in to their station. Basically, their shop is what I did. Now, before I bring Luis on, just ask him some questions. I'm just going to tell you quickly what happened because you need to know this story before you hear this interview with, with my buddy Luis. I pulled in. It had been raining in Moses Lake. The, the asphalt was wet. I think it had maybe snowed the day or two before, and we may have even got some snow the night before. I pull into the parking lot, and as soon as I get out of my car, a young lady who was working inside the work base is halfway across the parking lot walking towards me and says, good morning, sir, how can we help you? Now, that caught me by surprise. I mean, normally you pull into, let's say, a tire shop and you go inside and you're, you wait for a few minutes and then you wait a few, you know, you know, take a few minutes and then you finally get, you talk to somebody and then they help you and off you go. This young lady, her name is Renee, came out from the bays in this mucky, wet weather, dressed in her nice, clean, you know, work outfit, uniform type thing, and asked me, how can I help you? And I, I said, yeah, I got a problem. I said, see that piece hanging down? I'm trying to get that fixed because this is a rental car and I don't want to get hit with a big repair bill. Can you help me? By the time I said the word me, she had said sure and was on her back working her way under the front bumper to inspect this. Now, this girl's work outfit was clean. She's got like a blue work vest on, a white work shirt, some work pants, and she's wearing some boots. And she attacked that problem faster than I could have asked anybody to attack it. She thinks, okay, yeah, let me see what we can do. Maybe we'll get some, you know, and I, let me see if we can duct tape this back up and see. And she goes back inside. And I hear her, as I'm standing out there by the car, I hear her talking to other mechanics saying, anybody, do we have any duct tape? We got any duct tape here? She finds some tape. She comes back out. I'm just kind of in shock that this is happening so fast and so well. And I knew instantly I was in great hands. And so I'm now a spectator watching this incredible customer service take place. She is back down on her back. And I made a comment. I said, oh, I don't want you to get your, you know, get your uniform or whatever, your clothes all dirty. Oh, no problem. It's part of the job. And I went, you're amazing. She goes underneath. She takes the duct tape. She tears off a couple of sections. She tries to tape it up. It won't work. It's not sticking. It's too wet. Now, keep in mind... I'm driving 170 miles back into a headwind at 70 miles an hour, and that wind is going to do more damage than good to this piece hanging down unless I get it fixed. So getting this fixed is a high priority for me. So she gets back up. She goes, wait a minute, i got another idea. She goes back inside and grabs some of these, uh, I can't remember what they're called. Luis will know what they're called, but you, you, you can wrap them around, tie-down tie kind of things, and you wrap them around and, and cinch it up and tie it up, and it's all fixed. 
She takes a couple minutes. She does that. The, the problem disappears. It goes back up underneath the front bumper. You can tell there's no problem, and it's more securely fastened now than the duct tape had done before. And she gets up off the wet ground. She didn't take a tarp or card, cardboard or anything to put down on the ground before she got on the ground. She just got on the ground. She said, look, it's part of the job. Getting messy around here is part of the job. She fixes my problem. And then stupid me, who is traveling using a credit card, basically, I don't have any cash on my pocket. If I did, I would have pulled out a 5 or a 10 or a 20, and I would have said, hey, here, what do I owe you? And I said that. I said, what, what do I owe you? And she goes, oh, nothing. It's no, no charge. I went, no, really. I said, I, embarrassingly enough, I don't have any cash on me, but I want to do something for it. I can put it like a tip on a credit card or something like that. Big smile on her face. No, it's okay. We, you're good. We're good. And I was stunned. And so I walked in to the, to the office, and that's where in one of the bays I asked for a manager, and that's where I met Luis. And I told him how great Renee is and how amazing this was, and he was very kind. And as I turned around and left and drove back, I thought, i got to get these guys on the radio show. This is just, they deserve the attention, and they deserve the praise. So, Luis, my friend, I'm, I'm excited to have you on this show, and just tell everybody a little bit about Les Schwab Tires. I think it's a national chain. Am, am I right? Yeah, well, almost there, Alan. Yeah, no, and, and first and foremost, thank you. I, it, it's an honor to be on the show. It's a, a wonderful opportunity, and I just wanted to take the time to, to say thank you guys for everything you guys do. So I'm happy to be here. But, yeah, no, so Les Schwab Tires, um, we're one of the largest independently uh, owned um, in the western part of the United States um, tire shops. And so we're founded okay. uh, back in 1952. Our company's named after our founder, Les Schwab himself, and we're headquartered in uh, Central Oregon in a, in a city uh, named Bend, for those of you who don't know. Oh, and, sure. Uh, yeah, I know yeah, and, Yep, exactly. And so, yeah, I know he built his business from, from one, just one uh, single location to now uh, just, just staying near 530 locations across the western United States, making us one of the largest independent tire businesses, you know, in the country. And so... Um, with time, of course, I'm sure we're going to continue to move and progress over into the east. You know, the central right now, we're, we're just breaking ground into the north and south Dakota market, Minnesota, and eventually uh, pushing eastbound a, a bit more. So we're excited to, to continue the journey and, and expand, you know, our, our wonderful service to, to many people across the country. So that's a, that's a great answer. Good for less. I think that's awesome. How long have you personally worked for the company? I've uh, worked for the company for just under 13 years. And how long has Renee worked for you guys? Uh, Renee's worked for the company for about a year and a half now, just shy of a year and a half, yeah. Well, that was a brilliant move when you hired her because I'm, I'm just really <laughs> amazed at what a fun, professional way she took care of this stranger who was basically just passing through town for a few hours. What do you uh -huh. guys, your business, what do you specialize in? I assume it's tires, but I could flat, you know, be flat wrong. Yes, though so most certainly tires are, are on the top of the list there. So t uh, Les Schwab sells only the best tires available. We have a you know phenomenal supermarket selection, um, but we also specialize in undercar components such as brakes, wheels, alignments, as they're very very important to the integrity of the tires, the the wear and the the life expectancy on the tires, of, as you may know, uh, batteries, shocks and struts, and and a lot a lot more that we do as well for our customers. So such as that incident that you had. With the with the bumper thing hanging down. Okay. Do most people come in to see you guys because they they need some tire work done? Is that kind of your bread and butter? Yes. We we yep. We specialize in tires and then uh, and then everything else I, I mentioned um, as well to brakes, wheels, alignments, all that good stuff. Okay. So is it common for one of your employees to come out from the bays to greet a new customer when they pull into the parking lot, which is what Renee did for me? Is that commonly done? Oh, every single time, Alan. Yeah, that's that's one of our our main things that we 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 teach from from day one to our employees. I mean, we understand that the customer is the boss. The the customer is what makes us successful, right? And continues that into the future. And we we love setting the standard and and being very consistent with setting exceptional customer service to every customer who comes in. I mean, who else runs out, you know, to your car when you arrive? 
Like Les Schwab Nobody. said at one time. You're right, exactly. So like Les Schwab himself said, our founder, our business is earning your trust, and we like to do that as fast as we can. So by, by meeting you guys out at the vehicle, it's our opportunity to establish that relationship and get to know that customer one-on-one, walk them to the counter, you know, take care of their needs, and get them back on the road quickly and safely as fast as possible. I think that is a brilliant move. I, I've always been impressed when I pull into a, you know, Chick-fil-A, and I've had a, a, an operator from the local Chick-fil-A franchise as a guest on mm-hmm. the show a few months back. I've always been impressed, even when you're in the drive-up line, three or four people are there coming to your car, giving you the food, double-checking everything's okay. You, you know, uh-huh. you, don't, you, don't have any, you don't have to wait till you're at the drive-up window to have some interaction. They come to you, and I think that's a very proactive and a great move. I, I compliment you on it. It caught me by surprise, but I thought, <laughs> what a brilliant move on her part to come out. Now, I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, I assume Renee is one of your mechanics. Am I right? Yes, you're correct. Yep. Now, yep, i got to ask you another question. I, I'm just curious, yep. uh, how many female mechanics do you have on your staff, just out of curiosity? So currently we have two at this location, and as a company, I mean, the, the numbers are, are, uh, are, are staggering. I mean, we're consistently growing um, our, our, the number of female mechanics we have as a company through, you know, 530 stores. It's just something that we, we definitely take pride in, and, you know, it's not just a male job. I mean, anybody can do it with, with a good charisma, good, good attitude. You know, um, we have some dynamite people like Renee, you know, that, that are that are on board, on the team, all hands on deck, doing whatever we need to do to take care of that customer. And, uh, no, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch, for sure. It, it's an amazing thing to be on the customer end of this because it was an amazing thing for, for me to watch. Um, I, I want to ask you just a couple of things, a couple more things about your business, and then I'm going to come back and talk more about Renee. What are some of the main mistakes people make regarding taking care of their cars? Well, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, now, I'm going to answer in regards to what we what we take care of here. So, I mean, when it comes to tires, for example, I'll start there. I mean, those tires, they, they should be serviced. And, and what I mean by that is rotated, check the balance, the air pressure, the rotation should be done about every time you change your oil or about every five to 6,000 miles on average for on every single vehicle, regardless of if it's all-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive. Um, there are some exceptions to that, of course. Say you have a sports car with wider tires in the back, then obviously that would be exempt from that. However, um, making sure that you know we're staying on top of that is going to maximize the wear potential on the tires, the life, of course, um, the, the just overall, just you know, it's, it's an expensive repair, right, to buy tires. And so we want to make sure that when we sell a set of tires, we always educate the customer when they come in here and let them know, you know, every tire we sell comes with our best Tire Valley promise. And as part of that, we have our lifetime tire mileage care. And so we rotate your tires free of charge. We check the air pressure. We balance them. And then at that point in time, we also check the brakes, the shocks, the struts, steering suspension to make sure everything is spick and span and you're going down the road as safe as possible. Um, and, and but, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, I was going to say, but, yeah, that will sum up the tires in general. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Air pressure checks should be done about once a month to keep up on the proper, you know, operating pressure of those tires as that's going to greatly affect, you know, fuel economy, the wear on the tires, and eventually the longevity, right? Um, so yes. that's very, very important. If In an ideal world, if I come in and do, if I buy, a, you know, get a new car, or maybe, let's just say I come into Les Schwab and you put a new mm-hmm. set of tires on, mm-hmm. and then I do exactly what you want me to do in terms of coming in to get the oil changed, having the tires rotated, having the pressure checked, about how long do those tires last me as a general number? How many miles so, can I get a set of tires? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Alan. So, I mean, and that goes back to that thing I mentioned about our supermarket selection that we have. So we have a tire to fit every customer's needs, every customer's budget. So our tires typically start out or approximately on average about the 50,000-mile tread life guarantee range, and then they go all the way up to about an 80,000-mile tread life guarantee range. So assuming customers are doing their due diligence to stay on top of that maintenance, if, if 
you purchase a set of tires that are, say, 80,000 miles, right? And let's say you do everything right. You, you're maintaining them. You're checking your alignment once a year to make sure everything's staying perfect. Um, and let's say you don't achieve the mileage that it's guaranteed for. Let's say you get 50%. You get 40,000 miles. Les Schwab would simply purchase those tires back from you or give you the credit for, for that value you didn't get out of that product. So we're buying them back for 50% of what you paid to make sure we're even on our end of the bargain and then applying that to the next set of tires, to be fair. Um, now, that's or, unusual. Yeah. People don't, tire shops don't buy back tires as a general rule. Is that Am I correct? Correct, yeah. We only do it as part of our warranty, and that is our commitment to, to offering you guys the absolute best value for your money. Yeah, long term. We're if, not just here for the sale. And if people are like me where they're kind of say, well, I'm too busy to stop and rotate the tires and get the oil changed, but I'm too busy running you know, here, there, and everywhere else, Instead of getting 80,000 miles on my tires, if I don't take care of them the way you're suggesting, I'm going to end up getting approximately what, half? Yeah, half, less. I mean, depending on a lot of variables, right, where you're driving, what conditions, if you're in a yeah metro area, if you're in a rural area, those are all different characteristics that are going to definitely affect the the longevity of those tires, right? So, But, yeah, you're definitely not going to get what they're supposed to last. Do people need an appointment to come in and see you guys, or can they just show up like I did? No, no, we're known for sudden, spontaneous service. So, um, you know, we're ready to service our customers when it's convenient for them. So anytime appointments are not required, although it is an option, right? If you're on a tight schedule and crap, you know, I only got a 30 to 30 minute to an hour timeline to get this all taken care of. Give us a call. Go ahead and go to LushRob.com. Find your closest location to you. Make an appointment. And if not, just call us at a time. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be there around this time. We'll be more than happy to one of two, you know, put you in line right then and there so that when you get here, your wait time is minimized and we can get you back on the road quickly and safely. All right, I guess one other quick tire-related question, and then we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about something special for just a couple more minutes. Sure. And I love having you on the line because I love your energy and I love your willingness to come on the line and just talk about Renee and her great service, but also the bigger picture of what you guys do as a company. Tell people about what an alignment does for your car and why we should have our front tires aligned. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Yeah, so when it comes to a, a vehicle wheel alignment, it is imperative that that is within the manufacturer specification range, right, for all of the different angles that, that make up what an alignment is, such as your caster, camber, toe. And I won't get too far into the weeds with exactly what those are, but... It's imperative that vehicles are aligned properly um, now more than ever. I mean, if you if you're making an investment on a on a good set of tires, right? Even a, a entry level set of tires, it doesn't matter regardless of what you're putting on there. If the alignment's out of specification, one that's going to create way more resistance. It's going to therefore um, take away fuel efficiency quite a bit, right? As there's more drag, more resistance there, it's going to wear the tires crooked. You're not going to get the optimal mileage expectancy or life expectancy out of the out of the tire. It's also a safety thing, right? Depending on the severity of how bad an alignment is, if you have too much camber, right, too much lean out or in on that tire, the contact patch on the road is going to be less in one area than the other, right? And so for, for high-speed stability, high-speed cornering, braking, accelerating, things like that, those are all huge attributes to just driving a vehicle safely that the alignment plays a big role, right, into just the overall functionality of the vehicle. It's the main point of contact on the road is those tires, right? So we want to make sure they're as squared up as possible um, to create as little drag as possible so that car can go further with less energy behind it, right? And so, yes. As a, yeah. as a general rule, how often should I have my tires aligned? Um, typically, uh, we recommend checking it about once per year. And at Les Schwab, we offer free alignment checks. So if you come in, you know, on a, on an annual basis, just once a year, hey, I'd like my alignment checked. We can check it if it's within manufacturer specification. There's no charge. We do not charge you anything for the 15 to 20 minutes it takes to set that vehicle up. If it is needed, then we'll proceed with having a conversation, and letting you know, you know, what needs fixed and what can wait, and we'll go from there. Beautiful. All right, we're going to take a quick break for about a minute. We're going to come back and kind of wrap up this interview with my buddy, Luis, who is at Les Schwab Tires, South Location, Moses Lake, Washington. One of the managers there, a great guy, and we're going to talk about something special we're going to do to honor his employee, Renee, 
who gave me some exceptional customer service out in that beautiful part of the country about a month ago. So hang tight. You'll like what you're about to hear, and we'll be back in about a minute. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Thank you. Welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. I'm really excited to have my buddy Luis Bayana Torres, uh, mi amigo from Les Schwab Tires out in Moses Lake, Washington, who knows all things tires slash et al. of what you might need done with your car. He's on the show as the manager of a wonderful employee named Renee, who has worked there for about a year and a half, who helped me about a month ago when I kind of pulled into the parking lot with a strange situation that needed a little customized can you fix this right now type of attention and renee did it for me in a brilliant fashion and then refused to be paid that kind of service deserves to be on a radio show that kind of service deserves attention and so does the company and the manager of the people that are supporting and standing behind the renee's of the world so, Luis, what I've decided to do is create an award called the Renee Award, and we're going to give this out on the radio show as I come across exceptional, not just good, not just great, exceptional customer service. I'm going to create a plaque, which I'm going to do for Renee, and the photo on the plaque is going to be the photo of Renee under the front bumper, on her back, on a wet, asphalt, dirty surface, working on my car, which I took that day when she was underneath there working. Because I couldn't believe what I was watching. And I thought, i got to take a picture of this just to show people what exceptional customer service is. And if I had had on me some cash that day, I would have just said, hey, I would have given her, you know, five bucks, ten bucks, ideally twenty bucks. But I've decided to give her a hundred bucks instead. And so anybody who wins the Renee Award is getting it because of exceptional customer service anywhere in the country. I've already had a second experience happen where I'm going to give out the second Renee Award, but it will always have her photo of her working on my car on the front of the plaque. And I'd like you to just email me. If it's, if it's okay, just email me after the show her last name so I can put it on the plaque as the, as the first and honorary award winner of this Renee Award for Outstanding Exceptional Customer Service. And then I need you to just tell me what's the best way to get her 100 bucks. Is it by Venmo? Is it by PayPal? Is it by you know sending her a check? Whatever you want to do, just tell me what you want me to do because I want Renee to get 100 bucks for her effort and I want to send her a plaque, which I'll send to your dealership there, um, that you give to her in honor of her exceptional service. And we will continue to give out the Renee Award to other people named in her honor as we come across exceptional customer service. Does that sound all right with you guys? That sounds absolutely fantastic. She's going to be ecstatic. <laughs> I Good. will pass that along. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And and I got to tell you, Renee is a little bit contrary to what she showed me. Apparently, it's just a little bit on the shy side, which is why we don't have her on the show, and that's totally fine. But we love sure. having Luis, her manager, on here. And sometimes it's just the quiet people who focus on somebody else's needs. They focus on the job. They're not interested in getting attention themselves. They're interested in doing something to help somebody else out. 
that's the kind of person that deserves the praise. And that's why I'm giving it to them. And I just want to say, Luis, is there anything else that you want to tell people about Renee or about your business there that we haven't talked about so far that you think they should know? Well, no, I'm glad you glad you asked, Alan. But yeah, no, I mean in general, I mean if any if anybody is ever in the area, you know, from uh, from from the east coming to the west, or maybe they travel back and forth, do us a favor, swing by a location, check it out, see what it's all about, experience it for yourself, and you'll be blown away. Um, just just give us a shot. Les Rob's ready to rock and roll any day of the week, any time of the day, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys. So. Come on down and give us a visit. Even if it's for, for no, if you don't need anything, come on down. We offer plenty of services for customers, uh, plenty of which are free. Um, so come on down. We offer what we call our free pre-trip safety check. So if there's anything amiss with your vehicle, come on down. Give us an opportunity. We'll gladly take a look at it, give it a visual front to back on everything that we work on, good vital inspection, and get you back on the road. So we appreciate it. My my attitude is really simple. I'll, I'll finish this part of the show by saying this. I think if you have a car, a truck, a motorcycle, a boat trailer, a tractor, a corporate jet, anything that's got wheels and tires, anywhere in the country, go to Moses Lake, Washington, South location, <laughs> say hi to Luis, and ask for Renee. That's the best advice I can give you. There you and go. And I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you, it's worth the trip, and it's worth the cost. So I hope, my friend, you get flooded with people from across the country coming in there to say hi to you and to say, can you hook me up with Renee? I need some help. Because <laughs> you guys deserve that. And just tell her tell her we're so, we're so proud of her. We're naming a national award in her honor, and, and I'm thrilled to do it because she deserves it. So thank you so much, Luis, for being on the show. Um, keep up the great work. I'd love to come out and see you again sometime, and I'll probably go out of my way just so I can. But we really appreciate you being on the show and just tell the rest of your employees how, how grateful we are for what they're doing and, and the great job you guys are doing as a company. I, I think it's marvelous. Awesome, Alan. Well, hey, I really appreciate you having me on the show, and we just wanted to also take the time to say a special thank you to you guys for the recognition. You know, that's just part of what we do every day, and so I know sometimes it goes uh, – you know, unseen and in some people's eyes, unfortunately. And so, no, we really appreciate you guys reaching out, giving us a f- extraordinary feedback, and we continue to 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 keep keep doing that every single day we come to work. You know, put our belt on and, and make it happen for you guys, for the customer. And so, that's most important to us. So, again, appreciate it very much. That is a great attitude. That is seriously, that's a great attitude. God bless you and everything you're doing. Thanks for being on the show. Again, Luis Fayana Torres, my good friend who is the manager of Les Schwab Tires out in Moses Lake, Washington, the south location. Go see this guy and say hi to him. You, you will be well rewarded if you do, and say hi to Renee while you're there, too. Thanks again, Luis. Uh, have a great day, and thanks for your time. You, you as well, Alan. Thank you very much, sir. Hi, right, buddy. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. So it, uh, bye-bye. We've had a great time talking to... Luis Torres, who is the manager of Les Schwab Toyota out in Moses Lake, Washington. And I'm just telling you, if you have any tire needs and you're in the continental United States, go to this place in Moses Lake, buy some apple pie where you're there. It is the app. It's within 30 minutes of Wenatchee, Washington, which is the apple growing capital of the world, not just the United States, of the world. And I stopped in at a restaurant there that I'm going I'm to call it Sharma's or Sherma's Pies. I'm, I'm, I don't think I have that name right, but if you Google pies, I'm telling you, there's a restaurant there that has fabulous pies that I walked in and, and walked out with a piece of deep dish apple pie and a slice of their Marion Berry, who is former mayor of Washington, D.C., so that was appropriate for me. Marion Berry pie, I'm a big berry fan. That was terrific. So anyway, it was great. All right, I've got to talk to you a little bit about some other adventures I've had recently. I'll give you this one just shortly in, in um, kind of bullet point fashion to tell you how great it is to be on the earth right now. It's never been, in my opinion, there's never been a better time to be on the planet than right now. Now, yes, there are problems and concerns. Yes, there is uncertainty. That's always been the case. You know, 
it's always been the case. There's always something wrong, something going on wrong that doesn't exactly make you excited. But let me tell you what I did last Friday night. Friday night at 8 o'clock, I got on a plane in Baltimore, Maryland, and flew nonstop to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Why did I go? Because I've been to all of the LDS temples in the United States except one that's now in Bentonville, Arkansas, after having been to the Moses Lake one. The closest ones to me now are in Canada and the Caribbean. And a week ago Sunday, when I was planning, let's see, where should I go next, I was looking at Montreal. And I looked at the airfares, and I'm pretty good at finding cheap airfares. And my my airline, Frontier Airlines, that sends me around the, the United States and beyond for such inexpensive prices, because I'm a Go Wild Pass member, doesn't service Montreal. I don't think it serves any, any place up in Canada yet. So I'm looking at other airlines, and I'm going, let's see, when should I go to Montreal, or when should I go to Halifax, Nova Scotia, where we have another one of our temples. But I did notice that there's one of the – I have a map I've created of all these temples around the world, and the ones that I've seen are marked in green, and the one I haven't been to are marked in red. And here's a red dot in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Frontier Airlines services there. So the bottom line is I bought a round-trip ticket to San Juan, Puerto Rico for $170. Non-stop flight. So last Friday night, after work, right, I go up to the Baltimore airport, I get on the plane, it is packed. I get on the plane, and I land in San Juan, Puerto Rico at 1 a.m. Now, there's an interesting thing about Puerto Ricans. When an airplane lands on a runway, the whole plane erupts in applause. Everybody applauds. I mean, you know, you fly to Dallas, nobody applauds, or any place in the United States. It's not a big deal, unless it's bad weather, and the pilot did a miraculous job getting you back on the ground. I think every time a plane lands, and I asked a flight attendant this, every time a plane lands in Puerto Rico, that whole plane erupts. I mean, it's it's like like they gave, you know, $20 gift coupons for food to every passenger on the plane. Everybody just erupts in applause. So that caught me by surprise, but I thought, you know, I'm, I'm in the midst of a bunch of grateful people. That's what I realized. So I land at 1 a.m., I've got an appointment to go to our San Juan, Puerto Rico, beautiful temple at 8 in the morning. I'm one of these cheap guys that says that's not enough time to go to a hotel because by the time I get there, try to get a few hours sleep, then i got to leave, i got to be back over here in time, da-da-da. It's easier for me to just sleep in the airport. Well, unfortunately for me, the San Juan, Puerto Rico airport doesn't have carpet on the floors or any kind of padded tiling. It's just regular ceramic tile. And no benches where you can just lie down. They have the regular chairs with metal armrests in between them. So I figured out a way to kind of lie down on those benches, kind of halfway underneath the armrests, and I spend five or six hours sleeping there. Then I get lift. They drive me 10 minutes away. I go to the temple at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's an all-Spanish session. I could have asked for interpretation so it could be done in English, but I went, no, I'm working on my Spanish. I'll I'll go Espanol and pick up a few new words, which I did. I'm done there at 10. Um, A person on a dating website had told me about this um, rainforest in Puerto Rico and how she had hiked up to some waterfalls, and it was a spectacular hike. And I thought, well, I've got Saturday afternoon open, I wanted to do something, so I booked a little tour to go there. So at two o'clock, at one o'clock in the afternoon, about forty miles south of San Juan, I meet up at a CVS pharmacy with a bunch of other people, and I hop in with my new, new my new buddy Nate, who is from Puerto Rico, who is one of the young, studly, thin tour guides who's going to take me and about twenty other people on a hike up to some waterfalls in the rainforest. And we drive a few miles away, we go up there, and the bottom line is for 30 minutes, I, I rode down natural rock waterfall slides and then dropped about eight feet down into this big pool. That was a blast. I swung on a rope swing out over the same pool and dropped down into the water about 20 feet below me. I cliff jumped off a couple of places. One was about 22 feet high, one was... I don't know, 15 or 20 feet high, down into the pool, and had the time of my life. I'm going to put these videos up on my YouTube channel at 1-800-JUNK-REFUND later today, 
and you can watch my Puerto Rican experience. The tour guide, Nate, who he and his buddy Hauser, I've invited to be on guests on the radio show to talk about this experience, and they're very excited about doing that. We'll probably get them on sometime in March. Um, he, Nate, I paid him 10 bucks extra, and he drove me back to the airport, about a 45-minute ride. I get back to the airport about 7 p.m. at night. I ate at a restaurant there that they told me, hey, you got to try out this restaurant. It's a great restaurant here in Puerto Rico, and I did, and it was fabulous. And my flight back to Baltimore is at 3.30 in the morning. So I go back to the, my same tile floors, or on the I guess I was on the chairs again. I roll over, and I'm one of these strange guys that can actually get some sleep in that regard. I got some sleep. The flight leaves at 3.30. We go to Orlando. We get there at, I don't know, two hours later. I have a layover there for maybe an hour and a half. I then hop on another flight. It takes me up to Baltimore. I get to Baltimore at 11 a.m. My church service I would normally go to starts at 11 a.m. I'm driving from Baltimore back to my home. I, I hook into the Zoom line so I can, you know, the Zoom connect, whatever, so I can watch the service take place. I didn't even miss church, folks, and I'm back at my home at 12.30 in the afternoon on Sunday in time to watch Caitlin Clark play on the road at Nebraska, the most popular NCAA women's basketball player right now, and, of course, the Super Bowl at 6.30 on CBS. You can leave Baltimore at 8 p.m. Friday night, have a spiritual experience the next morning, go cliff jumping in a waterfall area that afternoon, eat a spectacular place in Puerto Rico, and be back to Baltimore and back home by noon on Sunday. That's 36 hours. That's my life, folks. And I had the time of my life. I got a great story to tell you to wrap up this show. We'll be back in a minute after we take a quick break talking about a girl named Tina and this has to do with Valentine's Day, and you'll enjoy this. This is, a, this is something else that's happened to me in the last 48 hours. Anyway, we'll be back to talk about her and some great stuff that's happened, just some fun stuff that I think you'll enjoy in the spirit of Valentine's Day from yesterday. You're listening to the Junk Refund Show on bbsradio.com. I'm your host, Alan Cook. We'll be back in just a minute. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got 3200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Hey, welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. I'm your host, Alan Cook, and we're having a lot of fun here talking about some uh, just all things kind of junk removal. I run a junk removal business in Washington, D.C., and have a lot of fun doing it. It now has uh, a growing nationwide presence as we do jobs all over the country. Um, what sets us apart is that not only do we haul away your junk and recycle stuff and donate stuff and get you receipts, we put up for sale the good stuff, and if it sells, you get some money back. So in the spirit of uh, – oh, and by the way, if, you call, if you're in the D.C. area and you call in during the show to talk to our producer, Don, and just leave him your name and number, he'll send it to me after the show, and I'll send you a link that allows you to get a pickup truck of junk removal for $79 instead of the normal price of $229, special only on the radio show. Um, you can call 888-627-6008 and uh, be able to get up to two of those vouchers if you want. That saves you a lot of money. So in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I just got to tell you what my what my what one of my experiences has been because it's such a fun thing. There is a, a wonderful dynamite young lady 
on that I discovered on Match.com about six weeks ago. Um, her name is Tina, but that's all I'm going to tell you about in terms of her. I'm going to protect her identity and everything else because I've never met her personally um, yet. I'm, uh, but her name is Tina, and I found her on Match.com. And I got to tell you, I've been in the dating life on the online dating world for ten years. If you Match is one of the sites I'm on. I'm on three right now. And I don't sit around all day checking these sites. I got better things to do. I'm running a business. I'm doing a radio show. I got a great life going. I, you know, but I, I do have time to flip through a phone and look at being things and et cetera like that. If you go on Match.com in the Washington, D.C. area, and you reach out to, let's say, a 40-year-old lady in Arlington, Virginia, Match knows that you did that. And the next day, you get an email from them that says, hey, we noticed you talked to Julie yesterday or reached out to Julie, who's 40 years old in Arlington, Virginia. Here are 23 more people. There's something about the number 23. I don't know. Here are 23 more people who are about age 40 that also live in the Arlington area that you might also be interested in. Now, guys are visual. Uh, that's both good and bad. The good part to the guy is he, he makes a quick decision usually when he's in an online dating situation. He looks at one photo, and he makes a judgment really quick. Am I, do I want to see more photos, or am I good, and I'll pass to the next person? And in reality, you can pass on somebody in about two seconds. It's very quick, right? And so my point is when Match sends me this email and says, here's 23 more people, I can look at those 23 additional people in two minutes or less, even while I'm driving down the freeway, which I've done before, and it will give me 23 more people that I've looked at. If I do that every day for 30 days, if I just take two minutes to look at more people that they send me, I'll look at 700 people in a month. And if I do that every day for a year, I'll look at 8,400 people in a year. And if I do that for 10 years, I'll look at 84,000 people. Now, that's one website, two minutes a day. And if I see somebody, let's say I see Julie, and I thought, wow, she looks, she looks great. Let me see more. And then I'll go look at, you know, 10 photos of Julie. And, so, and, and then I read the profile. And I go, hey, this is a cool person. I'm going to reach out to her. And you do that for 10 years, and I'm here to tell you, you have read thousands of profiles, and you have seen tens of thousands of photos. It's simple math, and the numbers don't lie. So I'm on Match.com six weeks ago, and here's this young lady named Tina that, I, that pops up, and I see her, and I went, wow, she's gorgeous. I wonder who this is. So I look at more photos. And the photos are fabulous. There's a photo of her, I think on her dating site, this may have come from someplace else, that has her at a red carpet event. And she looks so good that if they held a competition for the most beautiful woman on the planet, I would send that photo in and I would bet money as a non-betting guy that I'm going to win. It's that good. Now, Sometimes somebody kind of rises above the, the top and all of a sudden you're going, wow, this is not only good. This is like, this is like Renee's service at a tire shop. This is exceptional. This is spectacular. And I guess when you've looked as much as I have, you get kind of excited about somebody you find that's spectacular because it's not easy to do and they're kind of few and far between. She has this killer smile. She looks great. She has various photos of herself in various, you know, settings. And she just has this terrific look about her. It's a, it's a great look. So then I read her profile. And she's bilingual. She's been a runner for 20 years. She has the physique of a runner. I mean, this is like slender and beautiful physique, right? And she's done some TV work. She's a national spokesperson, and she knows a little bit about the travel industry. She's well, she has her own website. She does her own stuff. She's, she's a very talented, sharp, educated, gorgeous lady. 
So I'm there on Match.com six weeks ago, and I'm a traveler too. I've, I've been to a bunch of countries and done some stuff like this. And so I sent her a message that simply said something like, you pick the city anywhere in the world. I'll meet you there. I'll plan the activities, and I'll pay for it. Just let me know. Uh, you look great, and I think you would be a fun person to go on an adventure with. A week later, I didn't hear back, which is common. I mean, that commonly happens. You know, the easiest response to give somebody on a dating website is to not give them any response at all. I've done that. You know, you just don't respond. I went back in a week later. I didn't have a response from her. I just checked back, and her profile was gone. It wasn't up anymore. And so I'm going, okay, um, you know, there's different reasons why that can happen. Somebody just gets bored, pulls it down. Somebody finds the right person. They're not interested in talking to new people anymore. Somebody gets married. Somebody gets engaged. Somebody, you know, whatever the, it might be, but her profile was gone. So I Googled her first name, her employer, which it had said on Match.com, and the city that she's in. And up pops up a LinkedIn profile that has her on it using one of the same photos that was on her Match.com account. So I have found her on LinkedIn, and I now know her last name. So I go to Facebook, because now I have her first and last name, and there's her Facebook profile. And I start to look through her Facebook profile, and one of the one of the posts that she talks about is is what her favorite book is. It was a book that I had never heard of. It is a very popular book, sold millions and millions of copies. I had never heard of it, consequently had never read it. I downloaded it onto Kindle and read the book. See, I'm kind of trying to get into her world a little bit, right? It was a great book, and I loved it. She has more amazing photos and stories on there. And she even had one that said, and I'm just going to kind of make up this city, but because she knows a little bit about the travel industry, she basically asked a question on one of her site, one of her pages that said, anybody want to go to Tahiti? And six or this was a couple of years ago. And a couple of people had answered, six or seven people had answered, you know, oh, I've always wanted to go to Tahiti, but my schedule's too busy. Or sounds fun. Let me know if you go and send me some photos or send me a post or whatever. Six or seven people responded, but nobody said yes. And I'm going, girl, you tell me what day to be in Tahiti, and I'm on my way to Papiete, like, instantly. Just tell me when you want me to be there. Yeah, I'll go to Tahiti with you. I mean, you'd be an idiot not to, right? So I went in, and just and she doesn't know me. I wasn't even sure I'd be able to make a comment, but I went in and left a comment that said, yeah, I'll go. Let me know when. Sounds like fun. Thinking that maybe I'd get a response or something, right? Didn't get a response. And that's okay. Because I could tell from the Facebook profile, she's not exactly in there every day, you know, posting stuff. She's got her life going and everything's good. And she may not be as active on this as, as I am, or a lot of people might be, but that's fine. So the bottom line is, with the information that I had and having tried to find out who this spectacular lady is for about six weeks, I Googled her name, her city, her employer, and one of the photos that was on her Facebook page showed her in front of a home that she bought a while back. And the house number of the home was on the front door. And I zoomed in on that photo, and I got the house number for the street that she's on. Now, that might sound like either I'm nuts, no, I'm interested. It sounds like somebody's stalking her. No, stalking means you show up at her place, and you follow her to work, and you follow her home from work, and you follow her everywhere she goes, and you're like a bloodhound you know, following somebody everywhere they go. This isn't stalking. This is curiosity and determination to try to find out how can anybody be this beautiful? I mean, this is, I'm just totally curious and, and this cool. It's not just a, a, a physical thing. How can anybody be this cool? This, this girl has really got it all together 
and I was I'm just curious. So I get some Google results that pop up, and one of these, after seven or eight different tries, says that this is her cell phone number. So I took a photo of that little page, so I had her phone number. And in the last five minutes of this show, let me just quickly tell you what happened in the last 48 hours. Now, I called my wonderful sister, who is out in Utah, the afternoon of February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, and I basically said, I have been active and looking and traveling around the country and paying money for meals and air tickets and whatever, concerts and you name it, to try to find the right person who just naturally gives you 20% more energy in your life, which I think is what happens when you find the right person. There's a natural, we'll use the word alignment there, That's that comes from Tina, but just a natural alignment that, hey, this is a good match and this could fly. And I said to my sister, trying not to complain too much, this kind of sucks. It's the day before Valentine's Day. I reached out to somebody else 10 days earlier in another part of the U.S., and I said, hey, would you be my Valentine? Just because we've been talking a little bit. No response back, right? And I have for 10 years consistently, without being desperate, just consistently tried to reach out and find, you know, Miss Wonderful. So I told my sister, this is kind of, I'm just kind of bummed at this, that here it is the day before Valentine's Day, and I don't have anybody to celebrate it with. So to make a long story short, Tuesday night, Valentine's Day Eve at about 7 o'clock, I send this message out to the cell phone, which I don't know for sure is really her cell phone. The message says this. Hi, my name is Alan. I live in the Washington, D.C. area. I reached out to a, quote, Tina, quote, on Match.com six weeks ago. One week after I reached out, her profile was gone. Is this the girl whose favorite book is da-da-da-da-da? Just wanted to say hi if this is the right woman and if she's still single. If I've got the wrong number... My apologies. Thanks. That was at 7 p.m. Tuesday night. At 7.03 p.m., my phone dings, and I get a response back, and it says, Hi, it is, exclamation point. It's me. And she says, I went off match because I was not ready for the emails and calls. Tell me how I remember you. Well, she doesn't remember me because we haven't communicated at all but I don't blame her for going off because she wasn't ready for the emails and calls because she's going to get them the moment somebody sees her photos. And I told her, I said, you're so cool to answer back so fast. I'm thrilled that I found you. And then I explained what I just explained to you about how I tried to find her and why I was just so curious. And she complimented me on my research and we chatted back and forth a little bit. And all of a sudden, Valentine's Day of this year is starting to rapidly become one of my favorite ones. She asked me for a photo. I sent her a photo. We talked about, she asked me to tell a little bit about myself. I did. And she liked, and by the way, one of the things I said is I do a weekly radio show. Well, she likes that. And she told me a little bit more about herself. And so I, I, I'm, I'm now just having the time of my life you know she tells me her age which I already knew but she says she feels like she's 20 years younger and I said you look like you're 20 years younger I mean keep what you know whatever you're doing keep it up and we talked about okay we'll you know chat on the phone you know tomorrow etc but I want to just you know, she, she she mentioned she would love to have a conversation with me and asked me if I'm on LinkedIn. I said, yeah, here's my, here's my connection. And then get this comment. This is flat-out magical. This is now at about 7.20, 7.25 Tuesday night. I'm talking with this girl that I've been trying to locate for six weeks, and I'm chatting with her by text, and she says this. She says, the funny thing, I was just out to dinner tonight with some fellow workers, and they said, 
Everything you want will come to you. And I was saying that the kind of man I want will be a lot like me, somebody that's well aligned with me. And she mentioned at this, without saying too much, because I want to protect her privacy, you know, um, she said, kind of as after that, that I guess I got to get back out there. Right after she said that, my text showed up on her phone. And she said, that's why I responded so quickly. We were all dying at the table. I just spoke, and it came on my phone. Now, how's that for magical? Um, and then she said, and I'm going to end the show with this, um, two brilliant statements. One of them is, as long as you're a good bell, it rings a long way. That's true. And I do believe people will find each other. And then she said, and this is worth a million bucks, thanks for continuing to look for me. Now, that's as good as it gets, folks. Six weeks I had tried to figure out who this girl is and how to contact her. I had tried a few times. I had done my homework. I even read her favorite book just to try to get into her world a little bit. Ladies, one of the best things you can say to a guy who is simply trying to find that magical connection is Tina's statement of, quote, thanks for continuing to look for me. I'm telling you, a guy will go to the moon for you when you say something like that to him. Because all he's trying to do is find you and somebody who appreciates that effort is worth a million bucks. Tina's worth a million bucks. And I have reason to believe she's worth more. But that has been my Valentine's Day. And I even sent her some flowers and some chocolates. And um, apparently I'm going to talk to her for the first time live Friday. And I can't wait for Friday, right? So there's there's magic in the air out there, and I had to just tell you a little bit about this uh, amazing person that I've never met personally. I haven't even talked to her live on the phone, right? But there's some magic out there that basically says if you try and you don't give up, really good things just might happen to you. And all I'm saying is I'm just excited to talk to her. We may be complete opposites, you know, and that's okay. But the great thing is sometimes things just happen. You can't really explain them, but they make you happy. And sometimes you got to go to Puerto Rico and find it and jump off a waterfall, and sometimes you find it by sending a text message. Who knows? Sometimes you find it by cleaning out a house and getting rid of all the junk and selling some good stuff. Who knows? But hats off to this classy girl who thanked me for continuing to look for her. Because I'm telling you, somebody this cool and this good is worth looking for. And um, it makes it all worth it, regardless of what happens next, good or bad. It makes it all worth it because somebody thanked you for putting in the effort to try to find them. That's, that's all anybody could ask for. So hats off to Tina for being such a classy lady. Anyway, there you go. There's a little segment on Valentine's Day, and this has been such a blast. And um, I love doing the show, and I appreciate Don and Doug Newsom, these brilliant guys who set up the BBS radio network and all the good work that they do. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been fun. Hope it's been informative. And if you have any kind of a vehicle that has tires on it, go to Les Schwab Tire in Moses Lake, Washington, and say hi to Renee and to my buddy, Luis. You will be well rewarded for doing that. We'll see you next week on the Junk Refund Show. Have a great week, everybody. I can't wait to see where I go this week. Talk to you soon. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Junk Refund Show, the longest-running junk removal radio show on the air. Join us next week as we discuss innovative ways to declutter your home, your business, and your life using 20 years of junk removal experience. Find out why we give out free ice cream gift cards to our clients, too. In upcoming shows, we will explore how to get the junk out of your relationships, your spiritual life, your waistline, even your travel life. Plus, call in with questions and situations you would like some help with. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we are committed to bringing the next generation of junk removal because not all junk is junk. See you next week on the Junk Refund Show every Thursday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern Time right here on BBS Radio TV.